And if you ever watch a movie or reading a book and it's beginning to articulate the feel or the vibe inside of a, a house that is like the kind of feel or vibe you're going for, it's important to like remind them of that and have a conversation around like, what, what do you see there? Wouldn't that be amazing to have a place like that where people could come and what, how would that heal people's hearts? And what would that experience be like for them? Imagine where they're coming from. Um, so if you find movies and stories that do a good job of that, that's all part of um, casting that original vision. Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. So we talked about preparing your marriage, but what if you have teenage kids or kids that are anywhere older than five years old and you're thinking about making your house a hub for a kingdom community? How do you prepare your family? How do you make sure that the kids, uh, that everyone in the family, maybe you even have in-laws living with you or parents, how do you make sure the whole household is prepared for this? And so if you have people beyond the marriage uh, that are a part of this this uh, effort. It's really important to think through what their needs are. And we want to do, do this in a pacing and in a way that involves them, that helps them feel like this is something we're doing together. Um, and it, that requires a lot of skilled leadership on your part as parents. And so I want to talk through what that looks like. Now, good leadership, when it comes to this kind of being a hub for a community, consists in casting a clear vision repeating the vision, making sure that the vision captures the heart and the imagination of each individual, and demonstrate your willingness to personally sacrifice to carry out the vision. So I wanna talk through the skills that are involved in each one of those because many of us are good at one or two of these and may struggle with uh, one or two of these. And so it's important to kind of listen to each of these four steps or these four uh, skills for, okay, where are you strong? Where do you need some work? Now, the first one is casting a vision. And this is really trying to increase the resolution for the way people can begin to see why we're making the decisions we're making. Why are we allowing people to come into our house all the time? Why, why are they eating our food? Why are we cleaning up after them? Why are we involving ourselves in so many different relationships? What is the vision behind this? And so you wanna cast or make clear that vision. And one of the things you wanna do is try to really grab on some very short phrases and language that helps you. So some, some of the things we talk about in our family is we're building a missions base. Our, our house is a forward operating outpost of the kingdom of God. We are trying to create a hub for a community. Those are the kinds of things that we'll say to our kids. Now, when we're casting the vision, one of the things that, that is really helpful in just increasing that resolution is to give them uh, story pictures. Um, our favorite story picture is Rivendell in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and just say, we're trying to create a Rivendell. This is a place where when people entered, in, entered into it, they just suddenly felt at peace. And there's so many beautiful descriptions of, of Rivendell in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings that we've repeated to our family. We even have like a 
little sculpture of Rivendell to remind our kids, like, this is what we're trying to build. There might be other stories that you really enjoy that help you help your kids see what you're trying to do. If you ever watch a movie or reading a book and it's beginning to articulate the feel or the vibe inside of a, a house that is like the kind of feel or vibe you're going for, it's important to like remind them of that and have a conversation around like, what, what do you see there? Wouldn't that be amazing to have a place like that where people could come and what, how would that heal people's hearts? And what would that experience be like for them? Imagine where they're coming from. Um, so if you find movies and stories that do a good job of that, that's all part of um, casting that original vision. Now, the second thing is to repeat the vision. There's sort of a famous uh, saying that vision leaks. And it does. People usually forget vision. You know, within about 30 or 60 days, it starts to leak. And then about 90 days, it's just completely out of their minds. And by the time uh, 90 days has, has gone by and another uh, group has come over to your house and, you know, it feels like a lot of work and you're asking your kids to, like, help you serve and they're getting kind of frustrated, like, they have a vision problem. Um, and the vision may have captured them, you know, maybe a couple of months ago, but it's really to a place where they're kind of forgetting what that is. And this can be really frustrating for a lot of leaders because there's, there's a sense that leaders often have that, hey, I told you this. Remember, a year ago, I told you what we were doing. Why are you uh, forgetting already? And it's important just to have that expectation that vision leaks. Now, I, my favorite way of uh, repeating the vision uh, in, is to, number one, um, look for any time I see a, like a, a lack of energy, a lack of interest, um, a resistance, and then take a mental note that our next meeting, I need to do a vision casting. I need to talk about this picture, paint the picture again, interact with you know my kids about like what we're trying to do and why this is so beautiful and why this is important, why this has captured our hearts, um, and why we feel like this is an important part of the kingdom of God, what Jesus says about but what it means to invite people into your home, even going out to the alleys and the, and the streets to find people to bring in. Like, why is this a beautiful picture of the kingdom? Um, also, another thing that can really help solidify repeating vision is celebrating. And so if you have a big win, if something happened just the way that you, you hoped, what can happen is everyone's working hard. You know, we're, we're really trying to uh, involve ourselves in these relationships. It's a great, maybe even magical night, and you're sitting back thinking, wow, that was so great. I'm so appreciative that we have created this hub and that we've had that community experience. But you don't know that one or two of your kids might be thinking to themselves, that was a lot of work. Was that worth it? You know, and so that disconnect um, can be a real problem. And so you need to bring the team together, celebrate what happened, say, guys, that was exactly what we're going for. Let's talk about the stories. Did you guys have conversations with people? Who did you get to know? How do you think this is touching people's hearts? That's why we're doing this. And so you got to have those celebrating debriefs where you're having that conversation together. So that's repeating the vision. Um, the third thing is winning hearts to the vision. Now, all of this casting vision and repeating vision, um, there's one thing that will happen to one or more of your kids and probably each of your kids as, as at different points along this journey that is going to be really important. And that is that, that they are going to have a value that this vision is kind of violating or they have a fear that this vision is bringing to the surface. And that can really cause them to distance themselves from the vision. And they won't be able to articulate what that is that you'll just begin to see their heart disconnecting. And one of the things you have to do when you begin to see that is uncover what that fear or value is. What is it that they're really wanting? Are they really like, no, I just want privacy. Like, I feel like I'm being, you know, exhausted. And sometimes the answer is to figure out ways to serve that child in the unique way they're built to make sure that this isn't 
exhausting them or, or really leaning or, or building into something that could be harmful or hurtful or damaging to them. Um, so we want to like uncover those things. What are those fears? What are those other values? And uh, sometimes those values also are things that may need to be integrated into the vision. Sometimes it's not just something to resist or to say, no, no, this is a bigger value. You know, me and your mom or me and your dad decided that this is a better value. It's sometimes really important to say, oh, you know what? There's a way to integrate your value into the vision so that we can be more of a team. Oftentimes, God gives us kids with with, uh, their own temperament, and they get get attracted to certain values in order to bring new elements into the community. And so we, we don't want to shut that down. A big part of cultivating community is making it a place that is broad enough so that every person that God's bringing into the community can feel themselves as someone who belongs fully there. And that can mean that, can mean that they need to be heard, understood, and their values integrated into the whole. And that can just make the whole community even more beautiful. Um, and so that's something we want to really think about. And so part of it is just really not just saying I'm casting vision to the family as a group or repeating a vision to the family as a group, but having one-on-ones with each of your kids and really understanding, do you resonate with this vision? Do you appreciate this? Is this something you're excited about? If not, why not? Like, like what would make you more excited? Is there anything that bothers you? Um, and very quickly, you'll begin to uncover those fears or values that are not being represented by the vision that need to be either corrected or enfolded, depending on the situation. So that can be a really critical part. Now, a, a fourth element, and this is one of the things that for me took me a long time as a leader to understand how critical this is, and that is everyone needs to see the leader personally sacrificing for the vision. There's something so inspirational about seeing that happen, and that if that doesn't happen, what happens is that the people that are gathering around the vision, they don't necessarily trust that, <clears throat> that you really believe it. And that lack of trust will begin to erode their ability to work hard and sacrifice for the vision. The leader has to sacrifice first, and the leader has to try to sacrifice most. Um, this is what is inspirational. And that's okay for a leader to absorb that because oftentimes the leader does believe the most, the deepest in the vision. And so they have the ability to sacrifice the most. And it, to them, it's not as hard because the, their level of faith is so high. Their excitement is so strong. And so when your family sees you violating your personal preferences and really putting, yourselves out, putting yourself out to accomplish a vision and you've, you've captured their hearts and they love you and they're seeing you do this, there is something about that that just rallies the team behind you. And so don't be afraid to figure out what are those areas where you may have to take a hit for the vision. Um, and just go ahead and, and say, look, I'm going, going to, to take this hit. I'm going to sacrifice personally. If nobody else wants to do this element, I'm going to do it. Um, I believe in this vision. I want to fight for this vision. I'm willing to sacrifice for this vision. And so it's really important because the other picture that people are always worried about when it comes to leadership is that a leader is the one who, because they have power, can just sort of bark orders at everyone else and is going to require them to sacrifice and then give in to all their personal preferences, use their power to protect their preferences. That is, ex- that is the opposite of inspirational. Um, that is very uh, that is very frustrating to a team, and they begin to just bleed their interest, their faith uh, in the vision if they see a leader doing those things. And so the opposite of that is when they see you sacrificing for the vision. And so which one of these uh, steps do you find most challenging? Casting the vision, repeating the vision, winning each individual family member to the vision, or uh, p- personal sacrifice uh, for the vision? Now, if you're asking, okay, I don't know if the vision, even in my own heart and head, is clear. You know, we're going to be talking a lot about ideas 
regarding what this really could look like. Um, and so in this course, you guys will, will see and hear a lot of those ideas. But it's also important just to, to, to uh, allow your heart to speak. And vision is always discovered through writing. It's very hard to do this just in your own head. Um, and so you want to take some time and just kind of uh, give yourself a simple assignment. Like try to write one page, a one-page picture. Paint a picture of what this community could look like what it looks like for each of your kids, for you and your wife and your, or your husband. Like, what, is, what does it look like for this household or this family to like lean into this vision? So write what that, that's like. Um, what, are, what are the people experiencing that are coming into the home? You want to continue to increase that resolution around um, that vision. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and uh, make sure you carve out some time to do that. It's great when you uh, and your spouse can write this separately and then compare notes together because then you'll discover all kinds of things in each other's vision. And then, of course, even if you have older kids, you might want to just say at a family meeting, hey, guys, we're going to take about 15 minutes and I just want to hear, let you guys write um, just a little bit about what your vision is for how our family could be a hub of a community, what this outpost looks like, what it looks like for us to, to see a kingdom community in and through our house. Like, what are you excited about? What are you concerned about? Um, and then you begin to enfold those different values and pictures into the overall painting that you're beginning to craft for the family. So begin to think about, is there enough vision for that? And look at these four areas, casting vision, repeating vision, winning hearts, and personal sacrifice. Which one of those would be something that you may need to uh, really, with some level of intentionality, lean into because it it's may, may not be a particular strength? Um, that will really help shore up your leadership as you begin to uh, lead your, your family and your household uh, into this vision. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or a pool to maybe go down this path in community, We'd love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.